Where is he? Where are you? Skull Rock. Uh, do you know it? All right, this is Stacy broadcasting live from Skull Rock, and I am joined by... Hello, I am Megan, your co-host for the Skull Rock broadcast. Welcome back to episode seven. Lucky seven. We have made it through seven episodes, so we are just having a great time and super excited for our episode today. I am because a lot of people don't know this about me. Uh, Everybody always is like Halloween for my favorite holiday. It's Valentine's Day, and I am not... I'm not a mushy person. Like last time when my ex gave me flowers, I literally looked at them and went, what do I do with these? I'm not romantic (laughs) at all. That's just me. But I love the color glittery red. And I love the decorations. Like I could spend an hour at the drugstore in the Valentine's Day aisle. So when you said we were going to do a Valentine's Day episode, psyched. Yes, of course we had to because it's such a fun holiday to celebrate love and friendship and i mean you don't even need flowers and cards and stuff it's just an an excuse to celebrate love so i think it's fun and we are going to do a little countdown of our top 10 duos on the show so there are so many fun relationships on the show romantic relationships platonic relationships Mm -hmm. and Not just celebrating romantic relationships and ships, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but the the platonic ones too. So we're excited. So are we just going to dive right in because we have a top 10 to go through. So for each of our top 10 duos, we are going to talk about a few things. We are going to talk about their meet cute. So the first time that they met either on the show or if it's kind of like discussed on the show when they met we're going to do our best if we get any wrong forgive us (laughs) and then we'll do our favorite moments so we haven't really discussed these so they might be different for each of us I think yeah and and then if we have any predictions for that duo in season five sounds good okay so at number 10 we have Chrissy and Eddie. So let's talk about Chrissy and Eddie. Woo, Chrissy and Eddie. <laughs> um, I have to say, like, I love that the Duffer brothers realized what great chemistry they had, but it was already too late. They spoke on that scene. Um, but I think it was it was meant to be. It set the story in motion. Um, I know a lot of people they called their ship Hell Cheer, which was really cute. Yeah, I think it's adorable. It's really cute. And like I think Grace and Joseph did have amazing chemistry. Like here he is six foot something and she's like five foot one and she's just adorable, you know? And I love that. I know a lot of people haven't read the book yet, the prequel book about Chrissy and Eddie, but it goes a little more into detail about the talent show where they first meet as middle school. That schoolers. was one of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that they dove into that and that like he was kind of looking for his dad who obviously won't show up. And she kind of was encouraging him and talking about how her parents critique every little thing that she does during her, you know, cheer routine. But um, for the show, their meet cute, like their scene one-on-one is them doing the drug deal. And I would just assume... At the picnic table in the woods. Yep. Yeah, I love that. That's that's old school, baby. That's if you grew up in the 90s, you know, you know. 
but I love that. (laughs) Wink, wink. But I do love that they meet there and, you know, you're just going to use your imagination. She either approached him or passed him a note being like, you still deal. And I do love, like, first of all, that pot looked horrible, but it was the 80s. (laughs) And I was like, Jesus Christ. But I do love that. And everybody, a lot of people critique this scene. Joseph did a lot of improv and just the little thing of him being like when he startles her and suddenly he his demeanor kind of drops. And he's like, are you OK? And mm-hmm. little things him being like, you know, it's totally safe. I promise, you know, trying to take her mind at ease when clearly she's on edge. What are your thoughts on that scene, Megan? Yeah, I thought it was adorable. I think it was like you said, his improv just kind of brought Eddie to life because he was just kind of being goofy, kind of like falling off the bench. Like that was so Mm -hmm. cute. And just trying to, like you said, put her at ease, let her know that he's not like this scary guy that she thought he was. And he's realizing that she's not the, you know, snobby popular girl that Uh he thought she was because she has more depth than that. She has obviously something deeply bothering her because we then find out that she's been cursed by Vecna but Mm -hmm. he seems very concerned about her and kind of wants to help so yeah that was a great scene between the two of them and somebody pointed out there like when he calls her the queen of Hawkins high she kind of looks stone faced and then when he Mm -hmm. goes you're a freak she smiles so yeah that's so cute like kind of got her to loosen up a little bit knew that she was paranoid about something and then kind of the look of concern on his face when she asks do you have anything stronger which somebody once wrote on twitter they were like i love that that people you know ship this big romantic thing between the two of them if she'd done special k she would have passed out on his trailer floor that would have been the end of the night but yeah you know he was trying to help her maybe not in the right way but he's trying to help her and even though you know spoiler alert they're dead i did like that yeah. he dedicated master of puppets to her that actually meant a lot yeah i think that that was such a great scene and also like them going back to the trailer together like had some funny moments with like him saying oh sorry the maid took the night off like just yeah. showing like his personality even though it ended up being an awful scene i don't want to say mm-hmm. it's like my favorite scene but yeah the chrissy this is for you she had an impact on him in that sort of short time that they got to know each other and kind of made him think differently about kind of the popular people. And I think might've also spurred a little bit of his like, Oh, Steve isn't so bad either. Like when he had Mm -hmm. the conversation with Steve, like just because these guys are popular doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people. So exactly. I thought that they were really great like you said, had a lot of great chemistry and a great little duo that we got to experience in season four. They both sort of had such a worldwide impact. And uh, I think it was funny. Obviously, like you said, we can't really have any season five predictions if they both are are gone. But um, my thinking, you know, (laughs) I know I my delusion, my like, 
all-time highest delusion and I think it's funny to like say this to a kid at school but like they were like well what do you think is going to happen in season five and I said to the kid I was like I think that they're going to defeat the bad guy and everybody who died on the entire show is going to come back to life <laughs> wouldn't that be nice look at that I mean obviously that's not going to happen and obviously plenty of people would hate that because it would be a little cheesy, but whatever. Like, you're <laughs> so hoping, dude. I keep hoping that they're going to do something with time travel. So, yeah, you never know, exactly. you know. You never know. All right. So, let's get into number nine. Who do we have for number nine, Stacey? I believe it's Mike and Eleven. Yeah, we have Mike and Eleven. So, another sweet little couple who are together. Let's talk about their meet cute. So they meet at the beginning of season one in the woods and it's raining, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and obviously Mike is so determined to find Will in that episode or in that whole season. And I think it's it's just an interesting like parallel because Eleven comes and for a little bit, there is that kind of like where Hopper's talking to the police officers and they're looking for Will and mm -hmm. they they're like, oh, this kid with the buzz cut, like, is it is that Will? So it's like yeah. it was sort of that trade if we lost Will but got eleven. We're getting ahead of ourselves into predictions, I guess. But I do think that there's definitely gonna be more of a connection between Will and Eleven in season five with maybe will having powers too or something like that but some connection to the upside down yeah yes yes so what was what's one of your favorite mike and 11 moments i do like it when he gives her dry clothes and mm -hmm. he kind of shows her about privacy and stuff and then he like kind of has her stay in that tent area down in the den and she goes good night mike and it's the first time you've heard her speak and it's just yeah. such a subtle really nice moment and i really do love it when they dress her up via et to go to the school and they make that shitty wig look really good and he goes pretty and then he like gets embarrassed because yeah. dustin and lucas are there <laughs> and he goes pretty pretty good and it's just her like looking in the reflection feeling like a real girl but my all-time favorite moment with them has to be the snowball dance okay yeah cute when she walks in and they dance. That's and that's they do really such subtle things that like only freaks like me would pick up on it. But you see her like done up and she's in the blue dress and stuff. Her eye makeup is the same eye makeup as Nancy's. So hmm. you're supposed to assume that like maybe Nancy helped her with her makeup because it's the oh. same eyeshadow that she wears. Um, okay. But I, I do love that like Hopper kind of like begs Owens one night, please let her go out one night. And it's just, it's that awkward age where, you know, you kind of, you know, you don't really know what's going on, but you know, you kind of got to watch these two grow up to, you know, these innocent little funny kids to, you know, preteens to now where things are getting a little complicated. And, yeah. you know, I did roll my eyes a little bit with season four with the two of them, but I do love that Mike's almost like, she's going to realize that I'm nothing and she's got all these amazing, you know, things behind her. So I kind of do like that. He kind of like confessed how he really feels to her and stuff. And it feels like they're in a good place, but 
My prediction for season five, and I know a lot of people are not going to like this. I think Eleven's going to die. I think she's going to sacrifice herself. I hope she gets a happy ending. But I I think it's going to happen. I know. I really, I don't want to think about anybody and sacrificing themselves or anything like that. But I do think it's probably an interesting theory. And yeah. (laughs) Way to to bring the mood down, Stace. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I like their little like countdown in season two where, and it's, I think it's Mike on the walkie. He's like, it's been... 200 days or something like that i think that's cute and i think the biggest like humor between their in their relationship is like how angry their relationship makes hopper in season three (laughs) i'm telling you i live for that scene i do love when he gets him alone in the truck and he's like i'll show you crazy and it's just him being like (laughs) not if you understand it is such a good moment that you actually cheer for Hopper because they're yeah. being such little shits. You know, it's just, it's so good. But that blooper scene where David Harbour can't say grandma, that's pure serotonin. If you've never seen it. I don't know can, if I've seen it. Dude, literally, he keeps trying to say, like, it's your grandma, but he keeps fucking dying during it. Best blooper probably <laughs> in his life. No, but I agree. I love, love, love Hopper just getting so pissed off that they're growing up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I I think that they're a super cute couple, but it's not often that you end up with your, like, childhood love. So, yeah, I don't know that I have high hopes for their relationship unfortunately but i think they're adorable so um and i know a lot of people love them so yeah we'll see we'll see we'll root for them we'll root for them (laughs) yeah um okay so at number eight we have vicky and robin so Vicky and Robin. So I think they're Vicky is first mentioned in the car in season four. Am I right yep. on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they're driving to the prep rally, they're talking about her returning fast times <laughs> and <I> speculating <laughs> on whether or not she might be Into a potential boobies. for Robin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you actually get to see her at the pep rally with Robin. Right? Is it at the pep rally? Do you do because she's playing her instrument. She's like side eyeing her, and it isn't yeah. until the game that night that they actually talk because okay, she laughs at the Muppet joke. Yep, which is really funny. Is that your favorite part? Is that your I favorite would, moment? That, I would say that's my favorite moment, just because like later on, Steve's like, "Of course we laughed. It's hilarious. It's my Muppet yeah. joke." Just <laughs> totally trying to take credit, but um. I heard Maya Hawk. she kind of was like, I really don't want my character to be about a love interest. Like, everyone's yes. so into her finally getting to kiss Vicky. She goes, I don't think that's important, which I kind of agree with. And we know Vicky because she's in the main cast photo for this season. She's probably mm-hmm. going to play a bigger part. But I did like at the end when they're at the gymnasium helping out. And you kind of see Vicky's a lot like Robin, her spiraling and just kind of just talking 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 it was a sweet moment between the two of them and i'm glad steve yeah. was able to witness it when they were making the peanut butter and jelly and um and steve was watching them from the clothes sorting table yeah that was my my favorite moment between them because it was adorable and 
even I think that what I do feel about them as a couple and potentially being together in season five is I would like to see a canon queer relationship on the show. Absolutely. Yep. So that would be good representation. But I I can see where you're saying with with um, my hawk not really feeling like Robin needs to end up with someone. I can kind of go both ways about it, too. It'd be nice to see them have a moment, though. You know, I think Robin deserves that. She's been through hell. So we're rooting for something to happen, but we don't know how big it's going to be. Yeah. And I think we love all of these characters so much that it's like we just want them to end up kind of happy. And and we don't have a lot of preference on whether they end up with their (laughs) their person that's not necessarily the only definition of of happiness but it's fun to watch for sure and like i've said before i'm always a sucker for a fun little love story (laughs) love that okay number seven it is i laughed at this one dustin and Susie. Dustin and Susie. <laughs> oh, Dustin. I wish we had the copyright to Never Ending Story because we would play yeah, it Yeah, right so we now. could play the music right now. <laughs> I feel oh like that would God. be really expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be. Um, I think, honestly, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, their top moment was over the radio. And I mean, just, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of their biggest interaction. But I love the reactions of everybody listening. Like, literally, there's a monster chasing the station wagon. And just yeah. the looks on Stephen Robbins' face, just the look on Erica's face, having to, like, witness this in person, the look of disgust from Murray and Joyce and Hopper. Like, everyone's like, they hadn't sung that fucking song. Probably they would have saved some lives. But <laughs> it happened. It's funny. I love oh. that she... um changed his grades in season four and stuff that's what i was gonna say so i think technically the first time we see Susie is for never ending story but we hear about her at the very beginning of the season three and i think it's funny that no one believes dustin that he has this girlfriend from camp like they all go with him to set up the cerebro radio at the top of the hill but they're like Mm, is this Honor true? than Phoebe a real person? <laughs> <laughs> but then I love that they brought her back for season four. I'm so yeah. curious if we'll get to see her in season five. I have no idea. But her fixing the report card for him was hilarious. And then us getting to see her later in the show, too, was was such a great like comedic moment i loved all of her brothers and sisters her being like <laughs> it's her the dad. internet it's the internet it's just going to change the world and they did some music cue and if anybody knows what i'm talking about please write in it's a music cue when they first enter the house and you see all the kids going crazy i don't know if it's from the explorers it's from some steven spielberg-esque movie but i think they borrowed a clip of music and it's been i've been fixated i have been losing my mind trying to figure out what it is but I did like the craziness of the siblings. I loved mm-hmm. um, Eden. Which... Yeah, <laughs> with Argyle. <laughs> that was so good. The last scene of her going, I think somebody ran over a skunk. And then it's literally <laughs> them just choking up. The look of disgust on her face. Like, I love that they brought Susie back. And I do hope she has another moment. Maybe in person, fingers crossed. 
Yeah, um, but I've never love... actually seen Dustin and Susie together in together, person. Together, yeah. So yeah. like it's a long distance thing, but I'm really hoping that we get to see her in season five. Fingers crossed. Okay, so we are going to get into our next our next duo. And at number six, we have Will and Mike. Oh, Will and Mike. Will and Mike. Oh my gosh. Those two have my heart I feel like they are just like the core of the show in the first season mm -hmm. like I was talking about before with Mike being so determined to find his best friend and I think I was gonna say we we obviously see them together in the very first scene of the show mm -hmm. but one of my favorite moments which I think kind of mentions them first meeting is Mike's speech while Will is possessed in season two, right? Oh yeah, so yep. They're talk. He's talking about when he first met Will, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, and I didn't go back and watch the scene, but he's talking about like going to play on the swings together, right? Yeah, it's when they were younger, Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So those are kind of like their meet cutes, and they have such a strong friendship. And I know, like, just childhood best friends, like is such a special thing kind of like help each other figure out who you are mm -hmm. i i do have one other favorite moment for them so it's in season two when will tells mike that he feels like he's going crazy and mike says that they'll go crazy together i was just like, about to say that yep yeah i think that's just such a such a sweet moment between the two of them and they're always kind of like sitting on the couch together I feel like there's so many yeah. shots of like them like sitting on a couch together so um whether or not that is just a platonic best friend or whether or not it turns into more because we do know that it seems like Will does feel stronger about Mike than um just a friendship I think that they're just such a great duo no matter what mm-hmm I just really loved that, you know, Mike didn't give up on him, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning. I do love the moment, like it's the first scene, basically, when Will's about to leave and he goes, it was a seven. The Demogorgon got me. And it just, it yeah. gives me chills when he actually says that to him. And later on, Mike, when he rallies Dustin and Lucas to go look for him, he's like, he could have cast protection, but instead he stuck up for the party and yeah. he went forward so i do love that i love in season two like you said when he's like we'll go crazy together and they use such a great can you guys tell i'm really into music um they use a great music cue it's from i think flat circles time flat circles or something and it's um a music cue that they use when jonathan's putting nancy to bed and then later on mm. when 11 meets eight and it's only used in that season but it's such a beautiful theme and it's him just saying well we'll go crazy together and you can tell will has a bit of a crush on him and mm -hmm. he's kind of hurt in season four especially like you know mike's being a 15 year old idiot he doesn't know any yeah. better but kind of like dodging the hug at the airport and then you could tell he had the painting already and was embarrassed about it so the scene in the pizza van was it was hard definitely but like i said you know maybe M mike will you know, figure his shit out and maybe Will will just realize what he needs. But it's a great friendship overall. I really do love it. Very excited to see where that goes in season five. All right. So we are halfway through our list and we are to number five. So at number five, 
Number five. Do you have it? Um, I got this man. It's Nancy and Jonathan. Nancy and Jonathan, the OG ship, I feel like, for me. <laughs> I have to say I really do love that the actors, Natalia and Charlie, they're still together. I think that's yes. that warms my heart seeing them out together. And it just goes to show you, like, it happens, you know, and their chemistry was real, you know, so that's really cool. Yeah, I love them so much. I love Natalia and Charlie, like you said, that they're together. And I was trying to think of what when we first see them together on the show. So obviously they go to school together. They're brothers or friends, so they know each other. But what is the first time we kind of see them Their together? The first interaction is when he's putting up the missing flyers. Okay, and that's what I thought. He- she gets invited to the Tuesday party at Steve's and she walks over and she's the only one decent enough to kind of be like, listen, we're thinking about you. And it's kind of an awkward exchange, but, you know, clearly there's something. I, I got to be completely honest. I, I got to tell you, Brandy and my friend Jeanette, they were. So we rewatched this particular episode. It's the episode where Steve smashes the camera and I went justified. And they looked at me like I was a monster. I guess I just have an Italian temper, guys. And they were like, <laughs> that, that went a little too far. And I went, listen, it started off innocent enough, but he did take pictures of her undressing. And I'm like, I feel like people forget that. And you know what? It goes to show you that this character isn't perfect. I like Jonathan a lot. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. But yeah. I think Steve was in the right, honestly. And I do like that he ended up giving him a new camera and was showing like, we're good now. But um, right. my favorite moment with them is kind of first they're they're button heads because, you know, she's still with Steve and he's like, you know, you've talked this big game that you don't want to be like your parents and here you are being Steve. You're going to end up just like them. And then I yeah. like after the Demogorgon attack, he's going to sleep on her bedroom floor. and She's like, can you just come up here? And mm-hmm. he tries to make her feel better. He's like, you do realize it can't get you in here. And she's like, you don't know that. It's just such a like childish nice comforting thing that he did for her it wasn't sexual at all it was very very Mm -hmm. nice um i personally i'm not really the biggest jonathan nancy shipper but i'm also not a nancy steve shipper so mm. yeah no they were such a fun for me they were such a fun like relationship at the beginning of the show like the first couple seasons and i think there was a lot of like great chemistry and great tension and um I don't necessarily think that they need to end up together for me to be happy because I would be more happy if Nancy went to Emerson and Jonathan went to NYU because that's both of the dreams that they've had for college so that's what I would like to see happen for them and whether or not they stay together like I said you don't always stay with your high school sweetheart like your or your childhood sweetheart so I think realistically, I don't think that they need to be together. But I do just think that they're, I don't know, a fun, like it was fun to see, like I've said before, root for the underdog and see Nancy have this person who makes her feel safe and that she's gone through this trauma with. I do like the scene with Murray the next day. Yeah, it's funny. How is the pullout? And then him dropping the egg. Yeah, (laughs) going, whoops. And that was great. I wasn't the biggest fan of their storyline in season three. And this goes to show you 
how I look at their relationship. I did like it when after they get fired, Jonathan kind of laid it out for her. He gave her some tough love, you know? Yeah. Yes, it was a little harsh, but he kind of told her, like, you live in a bubble, you know? But I do like yeah. that they ended up making up. And in season four, clearly the distance is kind of getting to them. You know, Jonathan's lying about college. It killed me that he was still lying about the letter by the end. Yeah. yeah. And I think just the distance is getting to her. So her eyes are looking at Steve. And, you know, we don't know where it's going to go. But I'm one of those people that I'm like, Nancy, you don't need no man. Go go to no. Emerson by yourself. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to number four. Oh. I'm a big fan of these guys. Big, big fan. Actually, <laughs> I have to buy pops of them. I was actually just thinking yes. about that. Yes, I would love to have pops of them. They are Lucas and Max. Now, tell me, what was their meet cute? So, okay, I've got this. So they see Mad Max on the video game at the arcade, and she has beaten the high score and then Max comes in to class as like the new kid in class. Yes. That would be the first time they met, right? Yeah. And then and then they kind of are obsessed with her because they realize that she's <laughs> the one who beat their high score at the arcade. Ding dong. Well, yeah. I do yeah. I do love her leaving the note being like, Leave me alone, stalker. Yeah. It was just so cute. And I really do like the moment where they're both on the bus. This is after they barricaded the bus. And, you know, she's like, wow, the fog kind of looks like the ocean. And then she kind of like opens up about like, you really don't know the real reason why they had to move, but I'm going to assume it had something to do with Billy. And she's yeah. just like, you know, Billy's just angry all the time now. And, you know, obviously Neil, the stepdad is no prize. So she's kind of opening up to him. But I do have to say my, you know, I love them dating and stuff. Their little rapport, him being like, is that a new zit in season three? And her being like, what is the <laughs> matter with you? Just great, great chemistry. But I have to say my favorite moment is after she drops in season four and him just holding her. And it's just her hysterically crying and them gathering around and him going, I thought we lost you. And her going, yeah. I'm still here. That will give me chills to the end of the time. Their relationship in season three is hilarious. And it's like, I think at some point he tells the guys that like Max has dumped him three times or something <laughs> like that. So you could tell it's definitely like an on again, off again type yeah. thing, but that they're having fun together. And, um, but I think that, like you said, a lot of my favorite moments are definitely in season four where they're not together. But I was going to mention when they're in the Creole house. And they're mm. not talking because they're staying quiet, but they make plans to go to the movies. And if they don't get to go see that movie oh together, that will break my heart. Like <laughs> just him with that with the thing that she drew, take yeah. that whole hospital wall and him reading Stephen King to her. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, like, between that and the scene of them in the Winnebago and he's just so desperate. And she's like, you know, this is my plan. And he's like, well, am I in that good memory? You know, like, it yeah. just really want to root for them. So I'm really hoping Max makes it because Lucas really shined in season four. And so didn't she. So I'm just yeah. really hoping because my, oh, my soul crumbled when literally he's holding her and she's dying and him crying for his little sister. Right. Guys, that was some heavy shit. <laughs> I, I think. Was him calling out for Erica? I think that might have been, like, improv. That was also. him. Improv. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah um so that was so powerful and emotional and yeah they they definitely brought the emotion like to season four so our i guess our season five predictions would just be like please wake up max (laughs) please wake up please 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 i'll admit something here so the very first time i watched season four i i i liked eddie but i've talked about before it took me a while to fully fall in love with him right so the first time i watched the end of season four his kind of scene there at the end which i don't really like to mention too much and i i like you'll see that i never post things about that on my account there's like never an edit about it no I, I won't i will barely even share other people's edits of that scene i like completely just try to block it out mm-hmm and it's unfortunate because sometimes people make these really great edits and then they add that scene at the end and I'm like, sorry, can't, can't share it. But can't do it. Um, nope. <laughs> when Max's scene at the end happened, I was bawling. I was crying so hard. Like, because I mean, I've known Max now for years. I had just oh, met yeah. Eddie. Like now I feel like I know Eddie a lot more. So I can't rewatch that scene because it's too hard. But the very first time between those two, I was crying so hard for Max. So that that's a really hard episode. The piggyback. It's a brilliant episode. But um, I know I've shared this with you, Megan, and this might be a little bit of a downer, guys. Sorry, you know. But um, my father passed away this past August, yeah. and um, the last time he was in the house before he got transferred to the hospital, we watched the piggyback, and he stayed awake for the whole thing, which is very unlike him. And this was a man who didn't show emotion often. He was a very hard man. He cried when Eddie died. He cried when it happened to Max because our thing was watching Stranger Things. And it goes to show you that these characters could make the most hard personalities actually break down. And I credit the actors and the Duffer brothers for that scene of Max basically going, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I don't want to die. And just Lucas's performance of him going, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine literally heart-wrenching so my biggest hope is that they do have a happy ending because max has been freaking through it that poor girl yeah 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 thanks so hugs through the screen hugs (laughs) on to happier things guys don't you worry (laughs) oh (laughs) all right well our our next one is definitely a much happier one oh thank god at number three, we have our favorite platonic with a capital P, <laughs> Steve, Steve and Robin. They are the best. I'm telling you. So I actually just recently booked a tattoo because I'm out yes, of my mind. Yes, yes. Talk about your tattoo. So I found this photo of Steve, Robin, um, Erica, and Dust. I'll send it to you to post on the um podcast instagram and it's them kneeling and i just really loved the image so i talked to my tattoo artist shane murphy and i was like could you do this and he's like yeah definitely he goes i might need to tweak it a little bit but um i i'm yet to have a robin tattoo and i'm seeing more and more Stephen robin tattoos pop up and i'm mm-hmm. jealous so i definitely yeah. want to get that done hopefully i'll get it done over february break but they are hands down it probably goes Steve, Eddie, Robin is my favorite characters. 
And I absolutely love them. Like, just great actors all around. The chemistry that Joe and Maya have. But we meet them first at Scoops. And it's her being like, Dingus, your children are here. And I do love when the lights go out and he's flicking the light. And she's like, that's not going to work, Dingus. And he just keeps doing it to annoy her. So you know that they've been working together. They're both miserable in their uniforms. And they have kind of this brother-sister rapport back and forth where they just kind of are annoyed with each other but um there were little moments throughout season three like them accidentally holding hands on the roof when um the guards almost catch them and you're led to believe that she's gonna be the romantic interest which that isn't the case but i do love how close that they become they're literally like brother and sister i love them being drugged out of their mind to this day i still don't know if it's indy 300 or 500 and i do love just him driving her to work like i mean to school excuse me him driving her to school and has no idea that she doesn't have her license you know like <sighs> you can't make that up it's, it's yeah yeah i feel like you could i think everybody who has been listening can definitely tell that those are our top three characters and i think that yeah. we've talked a lot about steve and robin on the podcast and lots of our favorite scenes of them but like you said just them working together and and the scene of them interviewing for the family video job together (laughs) definitely a great moment and that heartfelt moment towards the end of season four where they're talking while they make the Molotov cocktails is really a great um scene of them together and and just them going into the battle with Nancy like that's great so they have a lot a a lot of uh, great scenes together I think and are just really one of our favorite kind of duos yeah we we went over it with the Joe Keery episode and the Maya Hawk episode there's probably over 30 favorite moments between the two of us but yeah my predictions for season five I don't know what's going on with that radio station we'll see I'm hoping they're just as close as ever. Either they're working together or they're doing something together. I mean, in my delusional fantasy, I want them all to have a happy ending. So I could see him leaving Hawkins in an RV with, you know, Robin and her, you know, now alive Eddie. I don't know. I can dream. I can dream. But, um, you know, it's just, you see, it, it just is such a nice friendship. And I do love that even amidst Nancy's, like, I would date her. But he doesn't want to, you know, out her. And her just being like, yeah, there's going to be baby spiders nesting in your hair, you know. And Dustin's still (laughs) on him about not dating her and stuff. But he's keeping her giant secret, you know, obviously. He's guarding it for her. And I do love how proud he looks at the end when she's finally having a nice natural conversation with Vicky. He's just like a proud big brother. And I love that between the two of them. Yeah, they're just the best. All right. So moving on to number two, which is another great platonic duo that we love. Yes. So do you want to introduce that one? Dustin and Steve. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The two of them. (laughs) So obviously, I guess we would say they have known each other as well. But their meet cute in the show would be when Steve is pulling up to nancy's house to try to apologize in season two yes that's their that's their first time that they interact and i love that he's like are those flowers are for mrs wheeler and mr wheeler he's like no (laughs) but i do love like their first real interaction is on the tracks and 
he's trying to give like Dustin because Dustin's an only child, as far as we know. And, and he's trying and to give we, him... we think Steve is as well. So mm-hmm. they have that kind of bond over. Which is perfect because it's almost like they're the siblings that they so desperately probably wanted or needed. And they're walking down the tracks and like Steve's doing the big brother bit, kind of giving him love advice and stuff. And then admits about how he makes his hair look so good. Faucet spray. And it's just really, really cute. And the moment that my heart melted was when he goes out to fight the Demodogs and Max is like, he's crazy. And Dustin just has this huge grin on his face. And he's like, he's He's awesome. awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. Like from that moment onward, I was like, this is amazing. Like he just looks up to him so much. And I think Dustin was a big part of Steve's arc becoming a better person. Oh, absolutely. Becoming the mom of the group and looking out for them. I mean, look at the beating they took for Lucas. Yeah. But I do love favorite moment. Favorite my favorite moment. And and I think it speaks to what you were saying, like the time that we don't see between season two and season three, Dustin was a huge part in making Steve who he became in season three. And you can tell they were together all the time. I mean, my favorite moment has to be in the beginning of season three when they have the lightsaber battle. So he comes in to scoops the hoy. Oh like, my God. Dustin yes. is so excited. He's so excited. Steve is so excited to see Dustin. Dustin is so excited to see Steve. Like he's like, yeah. you got the job. Like Steve's like, you're back from camp. Like let's go. And they like do their secret handshake, which is like has the lightsabers at the end. <laughs> like we're gonna have to learn that. That scene just gives me so much joy. Like, <laughs> well, I just love that. Like he's, if I'm doing my math right, he's like 13, 14, and Steve's like 19. And they're just, like, they're basically best friends. And I love him getting mad that he finds out that the others, like, ditched him. He's like, what? Seriously? I just love that he teams up with him and that he kind of is like, no, this is the way it works. I give you advice and this and that. And Dustin's got his best interest at heart. But my favorite moment has to be the, if you die, I die. I know. Oh, gosh. And that just does not lead into good predictions for me for season five. No. (laughs) I will never forget watching the preview for volume two. And it's a two second clip of Dustin screaming. And literally, I was like, if that is Steve or Eddie that he is screaming over, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Well, it ended up being Eddie. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to God they don't do anything to Steve or Dustin. I'm just I'm really hoping. But we know those stuff are brothers. But I do love in season four. Dustin's kind of a little sassy to Steve a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's more more comfortable. comfortable. Yep, they're more comfortable with each other. But, like, it is such a just difference. And they are, he does kind of sass him a little bit in season, um, in season three. They give it to each other. But I think Steve is a little insecure in season four. Like, he's just not on his game. Like, he... He's feeling a little vulnerable. He feels like now that Dustin's in high school, he's kind of met other cool, like yep. older kids with Eddie and everything. So their relationship is a little bit more layered in season four. There's more layers to it. It's not as just like easy and lighthearted, but they're definitely still a great friendship mm-hmm. for sure. Hopefully they don't die. I just hope that they're happy. <laughs> Yeah, just make them happy, guys. Don't kill them, please. You should have seen me fixating when it showed the Duffer Brothers posting the pops. 
and Steve's pop was the only one laying down. Yeah. I became the Leo pointing meme. I was like, what is that? What right. what is that? Brandy had to talk me down. Like she was like, You're thinking too much into it. And I'm like, No, everything is on purpose. Like so fingers crossed, guys, for them. That's all I have to say. Yeah. We love Dustin and Steve. All right. We have made it to the end of our list. Number one. So our number one would be Joyce and Hopper. Yay! <laughs> you know, it's funny. So when we made this list, we were like, we got to do canon, platonic and romantic, you know, friendships or relationships. Yeah. If we had to stick to, you know, canon, we would pick Joyce and Hopper because we yeah. have watched their relationship develop from the very beginning. We know that they went to high school together. We still haven't seen the stage play. Right. So there's probably more to them meeting that we don't know of. In yeah, the play. And we get crumbs of it in season two, them talking about them going to school together. Smoking behind the bleachers. Smoking, yeah, and the teacher <laughs> running after them. But I have to say my favorite, favorite moment, and this is when, so the moment I fell in love with Hopper was when he first said, well, this is different. Benny was my friend. And yeah. that made me go, this guy's a real, like, he's a real guy. But yeah. the moment that I actually fell in love with him being like, no, he's really got the best interest at heart was after they found supposedly Will's body and mm -hmm. he breaks the news to Joyce and then he gets into his car and, um, God, I forget he the band leave. that's, he, he doesn't yeah. leave. There's, I got to figure out what band it is that's playing, but, um, he doesn't leave. He just sleeps in his car just to give that little bit of security that he's there in case something happens. Yeah. And he always had Joyce's best interest at heart. I mean, look at what he risked in order to prove that she was telling the truth, even though it sounded like yeah. a hysterical mother that was overcome with grief, you know? And I just really loved watching their relationship. Like, you could tell he's taken a few jabs in season two. He's like, how's Bob the brain? Because they went to school together. <laughs> you can tell mm -hmm. he's a little jealous. Um, but then in season three, you can really tell he's trying to, go out with her and get her to move on and stuff and they have a really funny rapport back and forth in season three they're mostly screaming at each other but yeah. <laughs> you, you can tell that he actually does care for so what's your favorite moment with them yeah i think i was thinking a lot of season one stuff as well with him like i guess the first time we see them together is in the police station when he when she's waiting in his office when he comes in and you can tell they have a shared history but he's kind of like trying to take her seriously even though everybody kind of says that she's crazy and like you said comforting her um at her house after they find will's body also going and like sitting at her kitchen table together yeah. um and talking about when they used to be in high school like all of that and like you said taking all of those risks he breaks into the lab he like mm -hmm. beats beats up the guy at the morgue to like get the answers because he does believe her and wants to wants to help like he's he's risking a lot for that so and their relationship, like you said, just kind of develops really in interesting ways throughout the four seasons. But I think when we finally get the kiss in season four, that's got to be oh. a top moment, too. <laughs> because, so and you know why? It's not even the kiss. Well, do they kiss? They don't kiss until they're like changing clothes and everything yeah. like that. Right. But yeah. 
when they hug, like when they're at the, oh, the Russian prison. Oh, my God. Yep. And the music, I don't know what it is there, but the music is so good and so powerful. And they just, the gate, like, opens and they see each other and they, like, run and hug. And that was another moment that, like, definitely brought me to tears the first time I saw that's it. That's why like, I'm telling you, and that's in episode seven. Eight, that's why that's one of my top episodes, because it's moments like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just such strong powerful emotional moments and yeah they've gone through so much together they've both faced so many challenges and had so much loss and I feel like they they obviously have that history and they've been working like through so many challenges in their lives and for them to be able to end up together that would this is the couple on this list that I would want to see end up together the most mm -hmm. because they're adults. They have this shared history. They they deserve to have each other after all of this. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. Fingers crossed for season five, man. Yeah, that's why they are they are our number one. Yeah. <laughs> Canon wise, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So happy Valentine's Day. A little early if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out and we hope that this this countdown of our favorite duos in Stranger Things was a good way to kind of celebrate that holiday for you. Absolutely. All right. So, do you want to get into some filming updates? Yes. What what's going on? All right. So, we haven't seen a ton in the past week, but I do like how we're kind of getting at least like a weekly update from the Duffer Brothers, kind of keeping things exciting. And I think there's been some chatter about like whether or not they're sharing more than they've shared in the past during filming. So what mm -hmm. do you think about that? Because you've been following this for a little longer. I think like the Duffer Brothers realize how infested the fans are this time around. And since this is the last hoorah, they are trying to give yeah. us a little more of a taste because they did admit they were like, they're probably going to stop filming in September of 2024. So we got, we got a while to go. And then they were like, the release is going to be 2025, which yeah. I'm one of those people. I was pissed about COVID delaying season four, but it was worth the wait. And I feel like this is going to be worth the wait. So I think they're giving us more crumbs because they know we're going to be waiting a while, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it's just them just being nostalgic and wanting to kind of document this last time for something that they've been doing for so long. And knowing that the fans, it's been such a long ride for us as fans and just yeah. wanting us to be a little bit more of a part of it, which I appreciate. And just knowing that there are kind of like more channels and just taking advantage of like the broadcast channel on Instagram and like mm -hmm. kind of new things that are around now that weren't around in the past couple of years to be able to share things with fans. So we did get some photos from Ross Stuffer and then a lot of times the Stranger Things Instagram will also kind of put out the stuff that he puts out. Even Netflix reshares some of it sometimes. So we got a photo of the brothers with Millie, which confirmed that that was her in that funny hat that she's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other photos, it was a bloody shoe. Uh, mm -hmm. It looked like maybe Steve's shoe. I couldn't really tell. There was a picture of the book A Wrinkle in Time. Which so you've read that book. So what are your I thoughts? I have read it a couple times. 
but it's been a while. It, I was a child when I read it and I need, I'm thinking I might need to have to reread it, but it, it definitely involves like time travel. So this whole like folding time so that you can go back to a different point in time. Mm. So it really definitely supports the whole time travel theory for sure. There's some some old like 80s posters of anti-smoking, <laughs> like not, not smoking while you're pregnant. Um, we saw the bus from the first couple of seasons yeah, in the junkyard. Cool. So kind of going back to the beginning, I loved that. There was a stuffed cat that looked a little bit like Muse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the Stranger Things play was kind of tagged in that photo, which was interesting. Yeah. They have this little jar of marbles for each day of shooting. And it looks like somehow it got broken and Charlie Heaton was tagged in that. So I I don't know. Maybe he broke it. I don't know. (laughs) But otherwise, we did have some leaked photos. No real spoilers. We got to see Charlie in a really cool sweater. I was a big fan of that sweater that he was wearing. Um, And also, it looked like Steve kind of behind him. Um, Nancy's there in some really awesome pink pants that I liked. Mm-hmm. I wonder what people would say about that fashion because I know we're we're critiquing. We're trying to figure out exactly this time jump situation. So, is that later '80s fashion? I don't know. I'm not up on the big fashion trends of the era, but yeah. Maya might have been in that picture we couldn't really tell and it looked like there could have been some military vehicles at the radio station set so Mm -hmm. I don't know lots of cool things going on lots of speculation and it's just fun it's just fun it keeps the excitement going and we're enjoying talking about it oh yeah kind of um just getting to feel like we're a part of it a little bit for this this go around this last hurrah like you said Mm -hmm. so yeah, anything else that you noticed? No, just basically I, I'm really happy with the photos that they have been releasing. Since I love to analyze the photos, I hope we get some more behind the scenes photos, but I think it's only a matter of time before they release more. So we just got to be patient. Yeah, totally. Seems like they're doing it really consistently. So we'll kind of get to go along for the ride. All right. What about merch? What do you got going here for merch this week? So with merch, I have two things. One thing is they announced another Eddie Pop, guys. Um, it's the same mold of him playing the guitar, but it comes with a shirt. And since I love Valentine's Day, I'm like, ooh, it's completely red and it's like glittery and it's beautiful. So yeah, I could bitch and moan, it's the same mold. But I kind of love the color of it. Like the shirt, yeah, I could take it or leave it. But I love the figure. I don't know when it's going to be released. They did announce a release for the Blacklight, Eddie and the Blacklight, Stephen and Rob. It's going to be available at Target February 18th. But I actually received two art pieces yesterday from this artist that we absolutely love, uh, Glitterfang. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Um, I got the Valentine's Day print. If you guys follow me, stay still reviews. And I'll probably definitely send Megan one so she can uh, post it. It's um, Steve and Eddie walking. And it says, I'll walk through the upside down for you, Valentine. But as of right now, besides the pops that have been kind of announced, that's about it. 
we hope you enjoyed this Valentine's Day episode. Yes. Please find us on social media at Skull Rock Broadcast. Let us know what you think. Share the podcast. Oh, I did. Let's do a couple listener shout outs because yeah. we have some people who are listening every week and you don't even realize how amazing it is to see and hear your feedback because oh, yeah. we spend a lot of time planning the podcast, recording the podcast. I literally spend hours every week editing the podcast and Bless I need heart. to get on a better editing schedule because usually I'm up all night on Thursday <laughs> because yeah. I wait until Thursday night but that's just how my brain works and I need to have a deadline so it's 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 fine I'm not complaining at all but everything's great it's so nice to to see your feedback and your sharing the episode every week so a couple of people that I wanted to shout out one of them the Instagram account is insta up with the sun so they have been so great sharing the podcast on their stories Uh every week letting us know how they enjoyed it and we just really 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 thank you so much for your feedback every week lizzie is our other friend who is so supportive and just every week is listening sharing to her stories Mm -hmm. uh, letting us know that they loved the episode so we appreciate that so much and we also wanted to shout out candace because candace is our friend and she has actually helped us with one of the transcripts for the episodes um and is probably going to be helping with more and always shares the podcast on her story each week and um has definitely been listening so those are three people that I wanted to shout out and we can do yeah. some more each week. I think if we think of more. Absolutely. We really appreciate you guys' support because like I said, we're all a community. We're all a family. So it really means a lot to us that you guys are listening. Yeah, definitely. So with that, let's go ahead and sign off and we will, we will see you next week for a really cool music episode. So we'll just tease that here at the end here. Yeah. All right. Over and out. Over and out. Uh, Eddie, I'm not sure I love the idea of you driving. I'm starting to suffer. Harrington's got her. Don't you, big boy? Okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back to talk about all things steady. I I have a lot that I wanted to talk about again. I feel like I always have a lot that I want to talk about, but I love it though. So yeah, another thing that I actually ordered because I was being a bad girl, Gemma. Gemma draws. She's on Instagram. She's probably one of the few people, there's probably a handful of them, that does such a spectacular job drawing Joseph Quinn and Joe Keery. But she did a, and tell me if you order the same one, she did a frat boy Steve wearing his hat backwards, and it is just absolutely gorgeous, and I had to have it. What did you order? It's Gemma C. Draws, and she, yes, I did, I got the the frat boy Steve, and I got it as a sticker. I 
I like have a hard time ordering prints because I haven't started putting them up anywhere. So I just don't want to just order a bunch of prints and then just like have them sitting around like I do right now. So I got a new computer. So I was thinking I could start putting stickers on it. So I got the Steve that you got as a sticker and then I got an Eddie as well. He, He doesn't have a shirt on and I was kind of like looking down at him and the colors and just the the way that the the picture is kind of goes really well with the frat boy steve one so i thought they paired well together and i showed that to her i was like hey i bought these she was like oh i didn't even realize they went so well together and i was like yeah they really do you're gonna have to send me which any you uh ordered because i'm curious yeah hold on i can send it to you real quick oh those are lovely (laughs) yeah you went for gold oh wait wait these two boys are Steve and Eddie from Sneaky Link. Like, it's true. Oh my God. Right? Isn't it so perfect? It's literally them. Oh my God. Girl. <laughs> so that's my that's my headcanon that I actually ordered stickers of the boys from Sneaky Link. <laughs> you are the best. This is why I love you. <laughs> so I actually went down a bit of a wormhole. So I really wasn't feeling good this week. So a lot of time on the couch as usual. And I found actually a really good story. And I remember I found it actually on the Harrington Hive post, which I was like, oh, shit. Somebody recommended it. It's called Shadows of the Night. And it's actually Mm. really decent. I'm probably on chapter five. There are, let me see, 12 chapters. And it's basically after season four, Eddie's dead. And it takes place like 10 years later. Steve got his inheritance. He got a house. Everybody else moved on, went to school, moved away. And now he notices that if he goes to sleep, he can actually go to the Upside Down and visit Eddie, who's still alive. So he can only visit Mm. him in his dreams. And it's getting a little spicy. um, Okay. which Which I thought was funny because he realizes they can't touch. Whatever he touches them, it's like a ghost. His hand will go right through him. But if he has something in his system, let it be beer or another substance, he'll actually be able to touch him. So he gets insomnia and it's like two weeks that he can barely sleep and he can't really reach Eddie and he's afraid Eddie's going to give up on him. So he gets a prescription for Ambien, which I'm like, girl. And (laughs) let's just say he's able to go back to Eddie and they realize they can touch him. Woohoo. But um, please don't judge me. (laughs) So... Have you heard of, and people just don't judge me, have you heard of sex pollen? (laughs) (laughs) Sex pollen is so good. It's such a good, like, plot device in fan fiction. Could you explain to the audience what sex pollen is? Yeah, so it's just basically some something, and in Stranger Things fix, it's like, you know, the spores that they're breathing in and the upside down, something like external has kind of like influenced the characters, which it's a little like non-consensual, like non-con because it's like they're kind of impaired by this substance, yep. so whatever it is. So it's a little touchy and that's why it might not be for everybody, which all things fan fiction, you got to like read the tags, know your limits, but it's fun because, you know, they kind of like have something that's making them want each other. I'm so, cracking up over here. Um, yeah, so I read, I read quite a few. Okay, okay. 
one of them was a 34, like all of them just go at it, which I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it was a one shot, but man, they, they were busy. And then I read one where like Steve and Eddie, they think they're doing cocaine, but it's actually like sex pollen. They don't realize. Oh no. That was interesting. But I read those and I was like, what the hell is happening? So luckily, one of my new favorite authors, where Steve's actually the single parent, uh-huh. that got updated. And oh my God, my heart broke because it takes place during season three. Mm-hmm. And it shows him like, and things are just starting to go well for him. And his daughter's like two years old. And it's him in the aftermath. And he doesn't know that Hopper's dead yet because Hopper kind of became like a father figure to him. So I'm like, oh my God. God, what a gut punch. So Ugh. that's going on right now. I'm hoping they update because I need to know what's going to happen next. But um, yeah, guys, don't judge me. A lot of sex pollen. A lot of sex pollen. <laughs> let's, let's, okay. let's, move on. let's move on. No judgment. Let's move on. What have you been reading? Yeah, so I finished the fic that I was talking about last week. The most that I could give to you is nothing at all. By Sleeping Off Your Demons, I think is the author's name. Mm-hmm. And highly recommend it was different than things that i typically read just because it it was a a really long road to them being together but there is a happy ending tag and i was kind of like holding on to that happy ending Mm -hmm. tag Mm -hmm. the whole time but i thought it was really beautifully written and explored some really beautiful themes and Definitely highly recommend that. And that's where they were kind of hooking up in Steve's basement, but then they moved away and kind of just sort of that flame never really got extinguished and that we they had to figure out what that meant for them. I have a podfic wreck, one of my absolute favorite podficers, podfic narrators is Rattle and Hum, and mm-hmm. they put out a new Podfic, and I don't think I sent this to you, but it is called "Cause Tramps Like Us, Baby, We Were Born to Born to Run." Oh um, so it That's is from the Bruce Springsteen all, song. I love that. It is all Bruce Springsteen. It's like a Bruce Springsteen music fic because it's like Eddie's POV. Actually, I think it switches POV back and forth a little bit, but. Steve loves Bruce Springsteen in this fic and it like means a lot to him and Eddie's giving him a hard time for it and saying like that it's not good music or whatever but then Steve dresses up as Bruce Springsteen for Halloween and Eddie has some like realizations (laughs) and then um it's kind of them you know kind of figuring each other out a little bit and with the music of Bruce Springsteen as kind of the <laughs> the Ooh. the theme of the whole thing. So it's really fun, really fun. And then I did uh have another fic that I um I listened to and I highly recommend this fic. It is called Destroy the Silence and I just realized that on the actual fic in parentheses the author has drummer Steve so the author is Artax Lives, and obviously this is a drummer Steve fic. So oh Steve God. joins Corroded Coffin as the drummer. So it's kind of like I'm you don't it. realize, yes, that he um, 
he is a drummer. Robin's like telling Eddie, like, yeah, he has a drum set in his basement. Like he never really lets anybody listen to him play. Um, but once he joins the band, he's like all about it. And he's finally like letting people know that he plays. And and I know um Gareth is their drummer in Corroded Coffin. So what happens is I think Jeff goes off to college and he's the mm-hmm. guitar player. And Gareth in this fic is a really bad drummer and actually is really good at guitar. So once Jeff is at college, Gareth joins them on guitar. So they have to find a drummer and it just ends up that Steve plays the drums. And I love that. It's hot. Hell yeah. Girl, send me the link. Woo! I will be sending you that story. You definitely need to read it. And just Eddie, like... Being really into Steve and his drumsticks. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's it's kind of cool because it's like Steve uses drumming to like kind of like fend off the, his demons kind of thing. So there's there's a lot of cool like um, emotion because it is like post canon. So they did have all the upside down stuff that they went yeah. through. Let's see. I think that's all I read this week. But... I downloaded I Come Back to the Place That You Are because I decided that I want to read it after listening to you talk about it. So that's the what I'm going to start reading. I um, I just uh, haven't gotten too far into it yet. And I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about Morningberries. So, yes, Sneaky Lake is finished. I don't have you finished it. So I am saving it tomorrow, usually when I have my coffee. So I'm going to read the final chapter tomorrow. I am psyched. So I have three chapters left to read and I do this thing and I told morning berries I told the author that I do this so they know that it's not just because I don't want to read it but I I do this thing sometimes where I like put things off because I don't want them to be over I know so I'm probably going to put it off for a while reading the last three chapters I will read them eventually and I'm sure it's an amazing conclusion don't spoil it for me once you read it but (laughs) They have already started working on a new fic that I'm super excited about. They started posting it. And they're also writing another chapter to one of my favorite, like, one-shots that they have. So super excited for all of the new Morningberry stuff. And real quick, I wanted to shout out or kind of mention um, the conversation that we had last week. So we talked about Obligated Art. And Mm -hmm. how much we love them. And then I talked about the tattoo and the ink you up um, story. And it's so funny because I forgot about this when we were talking about it last week. But Obligated Art at one point did this steady art. And Eddie had like a whole sleeve of tattoos Mm -hmm. in 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 the art. And they had taken suggestions on what tattoos to give eddie in like a box on their stories it's so cool and i put the flashlight as a suggestion (gasps) did it end up making it yes and it's in there so it's it's on that art that they did it's like one of the tattoos so i just thought that that was so funny that last week we talked about both of those things i love that (laughs) so i'll definitely share it to our stories the um the art for that tattoo that i had suggested suggested and then finally, 
I had to cut this out of our episode last week because we had talked about it and then I didn't end up getting it posted. But it is posted this week. We have started our bonus episodes. I have started posting the pod fic that I'm recording of Take the Money and Run by This Apple Pie Life. So I just feel very emotional emotional about this whole project and I think that you're right there with me because it was like we said like it was how this whole podcast was born Mm -hmm. um because we bonded over that fic and I just loved it so much I remember telling my friends about it like my in real life friends about it too I was talking about it to anyone who would listen so when I first read it and now I'm getting the chance to record myself reading it but also the author has said that it's really cool for them to listen to it because they've never reread it or or anything since they wrote it. Mm-hmm. So just to be able to kind of give that experience back to the author is really such a privilege, I think, for me. Absolutely. Um, so the first chapter is posted. Our conversation about the first chapter is posted you can read or listen to it on ao3 and then our bonus episode is our conversation about it and that's here wherever you find your podcast mm-hmm. so we've already done the second episode and and um chapter as well and we're going to continue with that project over the next couple of months i'm sure there's 22 chapters so it'll take us it'll take us a little while yeah. to get through it but we're excited and yeah, that's. I think that's it. I think that's all the things that I wanted to mention today. Perfect. We are just having so much fun with all of this. Yeah. And it's just so nice when, I mean, I had a stressful week at work, but just to know that I can come home and have something to be happy about and mm-hmm. these fix, reading these fix are so comforting. Um, they really are. We are so happy that you're joining us and we hope that this podcast is giving you a little bit of something to look forward to each week and keep on listening, keep on letting us know what you think, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Over and out. Bye. Bye.